Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Are you ready for some football? Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Always a safe bet for your fantasy team. I'm Joel Cheeseman. O-H-I-O. On this week's show, Google shows the military some love. Chad, you'll like that. Eh. You can now pay to have someone quit your job for you. What? Thanks a lot, millennials. And Amazon releases an army of tweeting worker zombies. (laughs) Yeah, it's about to get a little uncomfortable up in here. Stay tuned. Sovereign AI Matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. If the engine thinks like us, it needs some re-engineering. Whenever I hear this ad, I think of Westworld. Have you watched Westworld on HBO? I have not. I always wonder if the androids on Westworld have Sovereign logos on them somewhere. Let's move to shout outs. Yes. Shall we? Please. <laughs> Which it's a slow it's in, let's preface this podcast by saying it's a fairly slow week. Uh, HR tech is coming up. All the companies like lock and load their PR for HR tech. Yeah. And by the way, if you're a smaller company, like that's probably not the greatest strategy because all the bloggers and podcasters are going to be talking to the big companies making big announcements. So if you're a smaller company, it's actually a good time right now uh, to release some stuff because people like us have need stuff to talk about and uh, that could help us out. Uh, and also don't wait till the week after because we're all hung over and don't <laughs> want to talk about anything. So now's a good time, small startup. To, to drop your news on everybody. In fact, I think this week we may have more shout outs than actual news. So let's get to those real quick. Okay. So Kelly Robinson's son's name, which you asked me on the, on the last pod is actually Maverick. I, I, I can't believe that shit. That's a pretty freaking cool name. Maverick Robinson. Anyway, he tweeted us. Dude, Kelly's the coolest dad He's ever. He's gotta be. Name your kid Maverick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have like, Another kid named Goose and another kid named uh, uh, what were the what were all the Top Gun names? Maverick Goose. Goose died. Maybe Iceman, <laughs> but I wouldn't name Iceman. my kid Goose. Go. I mean, Goose he, he died, <laughs> dumbass. Um, but yeah, give me a break. That's the only one I could so, think of. So, so he reached out to us on Twitter. Hashtag Chad Cheese. Yeah. Uh, you should reach out too. Say hi. Say uh, we're awesome. Say we suck. Whatever you want. Oh. Uh, Darren Ravel from recruit recruiter web giving us some love on linkedin never heard of recruiter web it sounds awful but yeah thanks for listening that's great 
Uh, I'm going to give a shout out quick to uh, Brian Wilson at Job Adder. Uh, he's a big fan of the show, as well as Beth Herman, uh, a big exec over at Monster, who's a who's a regular listener. Beth and Brian, thanks for listening. Brian Wilson, he was a Beach Boy. Is that the same? Not the same guy? No, yeah, I don't think it's the same one. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that Brian Wilson is listening to recruitment podcasts. Could be, but Could that'd be, be cool. Yeah, uh, Richard Collins, co-founder of Click IQ, commented about the pod. On LinkedIn, this is what he said. From this side of the pond, it's like looking through a a small, angry window at the future. Love it. Keep up the great work. Yeah. Richard, we actually need to make that window bigger. So let's see what we can do about uh, getting some Chad and Cheese live over across the pond. I think that'd be (laughs) They don't want none of this. Oh, they want it. Hung Lee. Hung Lee. Uh, we, we're, we're still not sure if that's his porn name or his real name, but Hung Lee uh, talked about us in his weekly uh, newsletter, really? which I, I encourage you to get. It's sort of a, a synopsis of what's going on. But yep. uh, Hung Lee said we were, quote, the best podcast for breaking news. So Hung Lee, we really appreciate that. Got to get that. Got to get that cat on the show. Yep. Uh, figure out the name thing as well as uh, tap into his brain because the dude knows a few things. Yep. Apparently, so Jen Henley, who was actually uh, on a, a, a webinar with us, uh, sent mm-hmm. us, or at least she sent me, a handwritten thank you card. <laughs> And you don't get much. You don't get these very often, right? The handwritten card comes to you in the mail. That is class. So good job, NAS. Love it, Jen. Uh, thanks for being with us on the on the webinar. How how awkward would it have been if I didn't get a card too? <laughs> you you might be having some explaining to do to Julie, but yeah, I did get a card, good. so we're in the we're in the clear there, Jen. Yes, thanks for doing that. Uh, I found in my time in in the business world that the best salespeople. Uh, the best partnership folks are the ones that are doing the handwritten letters, doing the the extra mile stuff. So cheers to you, Jen. Now, if Matt Adam and NAS would ever write me a handwritten card, I'd probably pass out because that dude is lazy. Not to mention, he won't return your calls. Uh, Brendan Krushank from Emissary.ai. Hey, dude, thanks for sending me sugar daddy. Some- some new ang- some New England craft beer. Uh, I had my first Super Mantis uh, double IPA over the weekend, and it was delicious. He sent me like twelve different or twelve beers, and there was probably like six different beers in it. So awesome, man! Love it. Yeah, that's great, Brendan. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting on mine. By the way, that'd be nice. Yeah, uh, Kyle Hager, our resident millennial. Yes. Uh, Love it. Yeah, he's really mad about the baby crying. And Kyle, you know what I have to say to you for that? Kyle, yeah, Kyle, we'll do doing everything we can uh, to to get rid of that stupid ass baby. Uh, <laughs> HR tech in a few weeks, what we talked about. Uh, reach out to us, Joel and I will be there. Joel is going to be sponsored by Emissary.ai. I am going there with the Uncommon.co crew. Um, if you if you'd like to talk, that's cool. Or maybe you just want to buy us a beer. We're open to either one. So get a hold of us. I just want to know why Emissary is sponsoring my trip, but you're getting beer. Like, help help me understand that. That's really quite a quandary. Uh, Barb Francillo, yes. I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe I said that correctly. Uh, she was in a, a conversation on social media. Uh, wants to know about new other video solutions out there. Uh, talked about how we discussed Monster Studios 
and wanted to know about that. One, uh, Barb, thanks for listening to the show. Number two is uh, Monster Studios will per- apparently not be released until HR Tech, which is in a couple weeks, so you have to wait on that. However, I will add that you your initial question was, is there someone out there other than Video My Job? And Monster Studios is going to be powered by Video My Job. So if you don't like Video My Job, you're probably not going to like Monster <laughs> Studios. Or you might. It might all be about the brand. Who the hell knows? Um, also, hell knows? get your ass to TA Tech in New Orleans because uh, Joel and I are going to be there for Deathmatch. We have four contestants, four startups who are going to suckers to be fighting to be the deathmatch champion. Uh, it's all between talk push, which is talk push it, push it real good. Uncommon, uncommon. Yep, that's right, uncommon. Canvas, Alio, and Alio. That's right. Those are the four. Uh, make sure that you can get there. I want to see uh, Amon and Teg go at it. I think that would be a fun fight, a fun match to the <laughs> death. Match to the death. A Teg, <laughs> a Teg Amon. Yeah, no. I think they would just kind of sit down, have a beer, and uh, and and chat it out. Yeah, I th- and I think we could join that. I think <laughs> I think we should join all the death match participants for mass quantities of alcohol for after the uh, the the matches. I think that's that's something we need to do. And that being said. Earlier this week, earlier this week, we dropped the uncommon exclusive interview with Josh Z. Wayne, Josh Wayne from from Smashfly. So uh, if you want to talk a little chatbot action, take a listen. He tells us what he thinks the next big thing is. So there you go. He does. He does. Are we ready to get to the news? Yeah, you already hit the damn bell. I know. I thought you were going to the news and you 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 zigged when I was zagging. It's all yeah. good. So just like Emerson. Google Vets, man, this is your lane. Go. Yeah. So I see this as really just a, a search upgrade for Google. You know, it's yeah, it's it's all kind of wrapped in this veteran bow and so on and so forth. It it, it focuses on translating background. So if you're not well educated on military jobs that they have stupid ass identifiers that they use it's not you're you're not a quote unquote mechanic or diesel mechanic you're a 63 juliet or 93 juliet or something like that so being able to take those codes and really translate them into real world jobs um, this is something that we in our industry have been trying to do for many different years and to be quite frank it just has sucked. I mean, it's it's either a, sep- a separate search or it's not integrated. But what Google's doing here is they're integrating this new capability into a, their search, their 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 real Google search, uh, and uh, it works on the API, the Talent Solution Job Search API, and also in Google for Jobs. So you can go to Google now and just type in, let's say, for instance. Uh, 42A, which is alpha, and jobs. So 42A jobs, and it'll automatically start the translation process and push you into those jobs. Have you tested this yet? Yes. And like most military job translators, it's not great, but I don't think that's the real story here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) How many vets do you think actually put in H2O or whatever it is, and then jobs? Don't you think most would put in veteran jobs and go, oh, crap, like Google lets me funnel that even more. If they know that it is available, the capability is available, they'll they'll probably try it. But do they need to? They probably really don't need to. They, they're being taught as they transition to be able to translate mm-hmm. their own skills. So, I mean, again, I, 
I really don't think that the, the the news here is being able to do this translation piece. Okay. Okay. You know, I really think that it it it's different on the capability side of the house. And, and number one, so all enterprise companies, job boards, and staffing agencies who already are using Google's cloud talent solution didn't have to lift a finger to get this feature to go live on their sites. It was provided directly through the API and it, uh, it's kind of like, you know, like when Neo in the Matrix wanted to learn Kung Fu, they just plugged yeah. it in and that shit, he was ready, right? It's the same kind of thing, dude. <laughs> that is, that's the case. That, I think that's the story, personally. Yes, getting it's all nice and fluffy. Hey, veterans, you can go put in your thing. Did you just make our first Matrix reference for the podcast? I think I might have. Yeah, I like that. I do like that. So, So I do like the fact that if people, if veterans go to, you know, career builder and, and dice and wherever, like all the places that have this yeah. functionality and put in the codes and get the jobs, you know, if they go to a site that doesn't have that functionality, they're going to go, well, this blows and <laughs> this, I'm going to go to this other site because they actually care about veterans. Yes. Yeah. I'd say to an extent. I mean, I would. Yeah. Okay. Indeed doesn't have this uh, monster doesn't have it on their, on their, you know, their home paid search. You have to go to like another search mechanism, which is all clunky and it's shitty and all that mm-hmm. other fun stuff. But again, kind of going back to, to, I think the real story, you know, what happens when Google turns the veteran information loose on the candidate API? right? The candidate search API. So, I mean, there are bigger, more strategic conversations to be having at this point. This is the very first step in the opportunity to start to match candidates for their their veteran backgrounds to our current requisitions. So, yes, this first step is really kind of like a, a shitty crosswalk step. Big deal, right? But at the end of this thing, this goes even further. So you have that candidate search API start to kind of ingest some of those uh, those those uh, veteran military occupations. And then I'm going to predict that uh, we're going to see hired by Google surfacing and matching yeah. uh, transitioning military uh, for these types of skills using this data because we're already seeing it with regular recs. Now they've got this new data. So how, how's that going to work? Will companies flip a switch to say I'm amenable to no, veterans we'll to. or will it just say, here's a little, uh, a little flag next to the resume or the, the candidate as you're searching. So, you know, it's a veteran, like, how do you think that's going to look? Yeah. I don't, I don't know that they'll have to do that. I mean, yeah, that could be like a little flag or something who, who the hell knows. I just think much like this API went on board and nobody had to lift a finger. Um, people are looking for better ways to surface veteran talent, right? If Google can do that. And the first step is obviously getting it into search, um, then starting to pull the candidates through to understand the candidate background, then you can start the matching process. We've already seen this happen in Hire by Google. Hire by Google, you can they they have the matching piece where it's searching candidate or it's actually uh, surfacing candidates out of the applicant tracking system. This these are the next steps into making this happen much better. It's not only about search. It's about this AI matching piece, which I think Google is doing better at this point than most companies are. So you, you want to know what I think the story is? What? I think this is a big hand job to Donald Trump. <laughs> now, I don't 
I don't look. I'm not against helping vets. Vets are the best. You're a vet. Like that's all good. But if you think a bunch of geeks in Google's engineering room said, let's, let's create a feature to help vets find jobs. Like, I think that's a little bit of a reach. Now, do I think the executives at Google said, okay, Trump's on our ass. Uh, you know, we came out against the uh, the immigrant stuff, the making, you know, early on in like a year ago, Google, Apple, Facebook all said immigrants need to come in. What you're doing, making it illegal is bad. Um, it just came out that like, obviously, you've seen Trump is Google's out to get me. If I search Trump news, it's all like bad news outlets and people. So like to me. Part of this is like, okay, executives in Google, what can we do to make Trump happy? Or what can we at least do to make it look like we're doing things for the home team? Veterans was probably on the short list and they figured out, okay, let's help them get jobs. Let's create searches that help them get those jobs. So we'll make Boeing happy. We'll make Northrop Grumman happy. We'll make DC employers happy who are looking for clearance people and people in the, in the military. And this will look good for the home team. I don't doubt that this is a good thing. I just think that it was partly politically motivated. And to me, that's the story of this whole new veteran search thing on Google, Google for jobs. Yeah, I, I would think that there's always political motive motivation when you're a company as big as Google. But I don't believe this is that's the biggest reason why they did it. I mean, they, they have veterans on their actual search team who were involved in this project at Google. So n- not to mention. Sure. And they have Muslims on the They have Muslims on the team. Like, why didn't they create a religious search parameter or why didn't they create or women or companies are asking for these types of things. So like you said, Lockheed Martin or Raytheon or what have you, if they can make it easier for federal contractors on getting these veterans into their organization, then then will they actually gravitate toward Google services? Well, hell yeah, they will. It just makes sense. They have a benchmark that they have to hit or they're, they have to at least demonstrate that they're trying to hit for veteran hiring. This could be one of those one of those ingredients in being able yeah. to get there. And again, it's all about the data. This is something that we haven't been able to solve yet. Google is all about data. And yeah. it, again, I think if any of these AI companies that are out there really take this seriously, they can solve this and they can start to surface candidates into civilian jobs that are transitioning military. Yeah. Well, Google's all about AI, but Google's also all about making money. They're a public company. They're looking to get into they're looking to get into China. Like China. it makes sense for them to make night. Like I think I think we're both right. I just think our, the, our listeners would be cheated if all we said about this was it's a cool new feature. Here's what it does. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. I think we should also <laughs> put in there like, hey, this could be partly at least politically motivated to make Trump happy that Google's helping out the home team. That's all I'm going to say. There's no way that this doesn't position Google better. Right. There's no way that it doesn't. So, yeah, it does make sense on all different fronts. But I do believe from a cash standpoint, from being able to engage these employers uh, with, you know, hired by Google or these APIs, it just makes a hell of a lot of good sense. It's not it, it's nice. Right. But the big story here is they were able to push these new capabilities out without any of these companies lifting a finger. The guys at Career Builder, who pretty much at this point should just put Google on the homepage, they all they had to do was wake up. And now they have 
a veteran search. It might not be the best veteran search right now, but it'll get better. They have a veteran search that is integrated into just their job search, period. Monster doesn't have that. Indeed doesn't have that right out of the gate. So I think that is a big story versus just the just the veterans piece, right? It's the integration piece and the evolution piece that Caribler is going to be able to enjoy. Uh, Jibe's going to be able to enjoy that some of these other organizations won't. Fair enough. I think stroking the guy in the White House is a bigger story, but that's just me. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Snag. Yep. Uh, you listeners will remember that Snag shit canned their CEO uh, fairly recently mm-hmm. uh, in exchange for a new CEO who had helped basically build up work and Elance and the whole freelance economy. Fabio. Um, new Fabio, yes. Uh, news came out this week. They've now got a new COO and CXO, yep. Chief Experience Officer. Yep. Uh, you looked a bit up, about up about a, a bleh. you looked up these guys a little bit. I guess they're all homers. Uh, they just kind of moved them up the ranks. What do you know about these this these guys? This is what you would expect from a CEO uh, right out of the gate. Is they're looking at responsibilities, roles, and responsibilities. So both of these individuals were already C level anyway, right? Uh, Monroe, who is now the CXO, the Chief Experience Officer, was also uh, had Chief People Officer under. Uh, his umbrella as well. So that is being shifted away and they're really having Monroe focus on the experience. So product, customer experience, uh, candidate experience, those types of things, right? So yep. so they're getting rid of this big human resource pain in the ass. And I believe they're actually just shifting it over to uh, John Frederick, uh, Frederick, who joined the team in January as like a chief administrative officer or something like that. He's being shifted over to COO, which is, again, this is all about shifting responsibilities and priorities. From my standpoint, it makes a hell of a lot of good sense, but we'll see again how it shakes out. I mean, Fabio has a has a damn good track record. So, you know, you got to give the guy some some props right out of the gate. Yeah. And usually when you see these new CEOs, they either they either get rid of everybody and bring in their own team or you see what we saw that with this case is they they start making nice with, you know, the people internally moving them up. Um, it definitely says to me like the CEO was the problem, or at least everyone internally thought the CEO was the problem. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's a, a vote of confidence for the vision of being a platform for hiring that we've talked a few about a few times. Yeah. So I would I would expect to see uh, snag.co, the new the new app. Um, continue to move forward and spread across the country. I think I saw something in the news that they're looking into Canada and other parts of the world. So uh, Snag looks like the vision is going forward. Uh, the people, for the most part, are the same folks. Just a new a new head of the snake, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Recruitology. We need, we need an advert. Oh, you want an advert first? You want to hear the British lady from Job at X, don't you? All right. <laughs> How many times has someone said to you, we're the Uber of, or it's the PayPal of, maybe they're the Facebook of, in many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality, or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on, that it's synonymous with our work. Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. 
As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click, or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We're not set in regret. For direct clients, Job Ad X delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. Job Ad X, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? Job Ad X has just launched in the UK too. So when we organize the podcast, Chad and I uh, have a private Facebook group. We share stories, things we're interested in, and then we make notes and we we put notes in a uh, a system that we record the podcast. And sometimes I get a little excited and I skip over stuff. So Chad, Chad, thanks for keeping me uh, in line there. Recruitology. Recruitology. <laughs> Say that fast ten times. <laughs> They're in the news uh, recently. Um, they have a product that basically helps newspapers. Yeah. Uh, they power their job postings, right? So companies can go to your local newspaper website, click post a job. You post it. Uh, the transaction happens there. The job gets posted on the uh, newspaper site as well as the whole network of recruitology. Oh, yeah. Um, this this used to be a big thing. Uh, career builder, monster, hot jobs. Like their newspaper partnerships were huge deals. Yeah, um, those have since gone away. Uh, none of those hot jobs doesn't exist. Monsters out of the game, and Career Builder gave it up about a year ago. So we have this sort of fragmented race to partner with newspapers. And as most people know, newspaper business isn't great. Um, they need to make money, so these sort of ways to post jobs are important to them. They don't really have the wherewithal or the technology to do it themselves really well. Um, so anyway, Recruitology, Pando Logic, who we've talked about, seem to be in the forefront. Um, I'm surprised JobBoard.io <laughs> or JobBoardio, whatever we're calling it today, um, isn't more into yeah. this game because the newspaper business is really fragmented, but. Recruitology kind of took the pole position this week. They partnered with the uh, Tribune out of Chicago. Uh-huh. They got the LA Times. They have the uh, the San Diego uh, p- the Tribune paper. Uh, they've got some big names under the uh, the Tribune um, brand, which used to be Tronk. No. Which I don't think we ever talked about Tronk changing back its name from being a horrible name, Tronk. But anyway, uh, so big win for them in, in the newspaper space. Uh, I I kind of think like if Google's going to take over the search thing, that if you're going to get job exposure outside of Google, that these sort of content partnerships are going to be really important. And back in the 2000s, partnering with like media, mm-hmm. uh, local TV stations, associations, right. that was a big deal. And and it kind of it kind of faded away because everyone was into like, I'll just plug in the uh, the Indeed API yes. uh-huh. or simply hired, and we'll make money on clicks. 
that's going away. So the, I, I, I think you're seeing this resurgence for a lot of different reasons, but um, recruitology seems to be on the forefront, the leading edge of this uh, this race. There really was this this laziness that happened, this the real malaise, I guess you could say, um, and being able to just plug in an Indeed API and just, you know, just just let it go and get paid per click. And and the experience wasn't really a local community experience, you know, just getting whisked off to another site. I mean, how how personal is that versus, you know, something like this. Now, will it be a big win? I, I, I don't know. It depends on how they execute on this. And again, as we talk about local news and newspapers, I mean, they're on the rise because of whatever politically that's happening locally and, and, and nationally. But uh, there, there's, uh, there, there's more traction on local news and newspapers than, than there has been in, in many years. So being able to being able to, yeah. you know, really just kind of springboard off of that is awesome. But you have to you must keep it more of an intimate kind of a feel because, it, again, you're reading more of the community kind of information as opposed to just being whisked off to another site. So, yeah, I, I think. It could be a big one. I really do, because I think the content, there's so much content that is there that people are yearning for. They have to get it's good content. They know it's not all this shit that's out on on Facebook and whatnot, but it's also about targeting within that content and knowing the person that you might have tagged to ensure that you're delivering the right the right type of job content to them. So, yeah, there there there's some some execution uh, opportunities there for them. And, and hopefully it works out because I'd love to be able to see this type of partnership actually work out yeah and the crackdown on fake news we're seeing facebook you know give preferential treatment yep. to legitimate uh -huh. news sources in their feed i think that helps helps newspapers and the jobs that are on those sites you know a quick history lesson um you know once once job boards locally and and niche job boards realized hey i could i could get you know traffic on google for free i don't need a big sales force i can just plug in indeed's api make money on the clicks like life is good my you know overhead's low my you know i'm getting paid and then google for jobs came along and killed all the traffic mm -hmm. So now companies and job boards are trying to figure out, okay, where do I make up that traffic? And these kinds of partnerships are one way, one way to do that. So I think it's pretty interesting. We'll see long-term how the newspapers and how these things go. But uh, for now, I think it's a good move. Yeah, it's all about execution, though. I mean, if, yep. if it's the same old shit, just with a different lipstick on the same pig, man, it just doesn't freaking matter. You've got, to, you've got to focus on that user experience. Yeah, and I think, I think programmatic plays into this, yes. you know, having the ad run on different news news you know outlets yeah. uh having things in related articles and having jobs show up on that i know pando's doing you know if you if you read something about nursing they show nursing jobs next to that content mm -hmm. you know all that stuff makes sense right. and and the content you know makes it happen uh well you know another good strategy segueing into our next topic <laughs> uh story came out by a hospital do you know what it was? Community Health? Yep. Community Health Network. Network. Yeah. So they uh, released, there was a story that they're getting 83% of candidates respond to text messaging. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. It, it's in line with what we've talked mm -hmm. about. 95% uh, open rates, 90-plus uh, percent open within the first 
15 seconds of, of receipt. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting job search numbers around, you know, 80 plus percent will actually respond. Like that's a huge number. Oh God. Yeah. And, and we're talking about nurses for, for the, for the most case, but you know, give props to canvas because uh, they actually worked with community health network uh, and they had it rolled out in a limited basis in May of this year. By the end of June, they had 22 recruiters trained up and rolling and using the actual texting tool. Now, they're talking about to date that they've contacted nearly a thousand individuals that are applicants and and that's where they've gotten their 83% response rate. Uh, The coolest part about this is um, understanding that nurses are hard to find in the first place. They're usually on the go. How are mm-hmm. you going to get in front of them? Well, obviously, it just made sense to, to start to integrate texting. So recruiters can preload a set of screening questions, interview questions. They can send information like benefits. I mean, just whatever, man. FAQs, those types of things. But there's interaction. And they've got that person opening those texts. So it's again, it's very strange to me that texting isn't a staple in most of these systems, these texting platforms. Yeah. In any any marketing that you do and recruiting is in there. I mean, it's taken how long until we actually start seeing, you know, text such and such on commercials mm-hmm. to this number, right? Like that should have been something that was commonplace 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And it's just now starting to take hold. I mean, these numbers are legitimate. I mean, if you're sending in mails and emails that aren't getting answered, like text is the way to get through. And if, and Chad's right. If you're hiring people that are on the go, like nurses, uh, by the way, Anyone under 25 pretty much lives on their phone now. So if you're not texting to recruit them, I think you're definitely at a a disadvantage. Um, So to me, this is a big win for for Canvas, text recruit, emissary. I assume we'll start seeing more of these sort of text recruiting solutions uh, pop up. But yeah, 83%, if you're not using text to recruit, uh, contact one of those companies today and get and get started. Yeah. And again, we are more of a mobile culture than we ever have been today. So really, what's the mechanism that you can use to ensure that you're actually getting your message or your jobs in front of these people? I think it's pretty damn clear at this point. And for God's sakes, don't call them. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk to anybody anymore. Do not call Joel Cheeseman. Don't he will call not answer, me. will not answer the fucking phone. <laughs> Listen to this ad from AJE instead. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www americasjobexchange.com get that compliance on that's right well it's it's time for my favorite segment of the show killing me millennials (laughs) (laughs) so so just so everybody knows joel has joel has a toddler so he has to hear this he wants to put everybody through the same experience it's not fair and I say we uh, we put together a list and I need signatures. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Chad Cheese to quit the crying. <laughs> All right. So news out this week. This blows my mind. There's a company. Yes. 
in Japan uh-huh. called Exit who will quit for you. Yes. If you don't want to go back to your job. So stupid as shit. These, these entitled, you know, mealy mouthed uh, millennials who can't suck it up and call their <laughs> boss or go into work and say, I'm resigning can now contact this company uh-huh. and for $450 have them quit for you. Yes. Now there are discounts. I love this. There are discounts for frequent customers. Yes. <laughs> so if, if you quit your job a lot, you can get discounts. Uh, and what is so you get a ninety dollars discount if you're a repeat customer, yes. and if you're a part time worker, it's only three hundred and sixty dollars. So yeah, this is so ridiculous uh, and so millennial. I can't stand it. I don't understand. It says stressed out, overworked, and just over it. Right. So at that point, you know, if you are stressed out, you're overworked, and you're just over it. It is cathartic to say, take this job and shove it, or hey, I'm getting the fuck out of here, right? It That to me relieves that stress. But yet, <laughs> I guess that would be for a guy like me who I don't mind confrontation, but- uh-huh. No shit. But, but it just, it blows my mind that you don't have the chutzpah just to look somebody in the eye and say, look, I just took another job. I appreciate it, have a nice fucking day. It's it's hard and it gets worse. It says it seems that uh, exit has tapped into a growing sector in Japan's economy. Uh, The Japan (laughs) Times reports that several competitors have cropped up in this space and also attracted investment offers from uh, venture capital firms. Right. So, I mean, not only bad enough that there's one company that's popping up that's helping people quit. You have a bunch of these companies popping up for a bunch of weak ass. Okay, I'm gonna say it. Millennials who who can't yes. who can't look their boss in the eye, <laughs> give them a piece of paper and say I resign. I mean that that's all it is. It is it is better than ghosting. Yes, though. Yeah, it's still weak. It's seriously it is, weak yes. still, but it is better than just ghosting yeah. an employer. And by the way, if you're an employer who gets a call from another company telling you that someone is quitting, please contact us. We want to know more. And just remember, back in the day, the take this job and shove it by Johnny Paycheck. I mean, that was that was something that you celebrated (laughs) when you could tell your your boss to take the job and shove it. These guys are not they're they're whining in the fucking corner. It's crazy. Mm hmm. You just aged yourself, but that's all good because we're the same age. Uh, Keeping on with the millennial trend, although you disagree with me a little bit on this one, a company called Helper, Uh uh, keeping with the Flickr trend, there's no E before the R, so it's Uh H-E-L-P-R, helps companies provide daycare for their workers. Um, Now, to me, this is a total millennial play. This is just like the company that gave uh, young folks... Who are having children? This state, this space age crib <laughs> that basically rocked your kid, rocked your kid for you, uh, gave it its bottle uh, yeah. for you, and talked to yeah. it for you. I'm being a little bit facetious, mm. but you get the point. This whole like, you know, baby, this generation, give them childcare, give them cribs, give them you know time, whatever that they need to go yoga or. Uh, whatever the hell they do. Like to me, this is coddling. It's a business, you know, fairness to them uh, taking advantage of this. 
But to me, this is another millennial business that I hate. Okay, so this story is wrapped in millennial, which is bullshit. And, and I don't agree at all with, with what you just said, especially when it comes to the, the fucking crib thing. So one of the things that, that we've seen, even Xers and boomers all the way through, is, is a female gets what they call mommy tracked. Have you ever heard of that? Getting mommy tracked? Where when you have a baby, what happens? You are off and maybe you're raising that baby and therefore you have to put your career on hold. Now, in many cases, the reason why the the female feels like she has to stay home because number one, she's mommy. Number two, uh, they can't afford to pay for possible daycare. Okay, and even in this, in even in this Fast Company article, says a Pew study found that fifty four percent of households with two working parents, the mother still does more when it comes to children, and and that comes to obviously childcare. So I think you're a hundred percent wrong. This and I think wrapping Fast Company wrapping this in a millennial package is bullshit. This has been a problem we have had for decades. Females are getting mommy tracked because they're having babies. And guess what? This is just showing that it's happening today too. So to be able to actually offer, and we're as we talk about inclusivity, as we talk about uh, being able to uh, bring more females into different different areas like engineering and things like that, these are the types of things that we need to do uh, to be able to help them do that so that they don't get quote unquote mommy tracked. Did your mom work? My mom did work. Did your dad work? My dad did work. They were so what they do with you when I was eight. So what they do with your dumbass? Luckily, we had a family to be able to pick up the gaps, but it wasn't uh-huh. easy. Not to mention, we were also latchkey kids. Remember latchkey kids? Um, I was one of them. I know and we turned was, out okay, didn't we? I didn't need some corporate nanny to raise me. I mean, my mom took time off when I was a baby. There's no question. And was she mommy tracked? I don't. I don't know. We haven't had this discussion. Maybe I should. But it's it's real. <laughs> It is real. So nobody said that you needed somebody to raise you, but throwing you in a cage with uh, with a bottle until mom comes home isn't an option either, right? We had a couple wolves in my neighborhood, and my mom just threw me to them, and they raised me, and I turned out just fine. Going to the next story, damn it. This podcast is going on too long. A bizarre story out of Amazon world Yes, uh, reported by TechCrunch. So there's a strange little online community. Uh, quote from the story, Amazon has developed an unnerving Stepford-like presence on Twitter in the form of several accounts of definitely real on-the-floor mm-hmm. workers who regurgitate talking points and assure the world that all is right in the company's infamously punishing warehouse jobs. What do you make of this shit? This is a response to... Um, the stories of uh, Amazon employees skipping bathroom breaks or peeing in trash cans because it's faster than going to the bathroom because they don't want to be able to miss their quotas and prospectively get fired, uh, fitting employees with tracking wristlets that they were testing in the UK. I mean, just poor mm-hmm. working con- conditions overall. I mean, go out to Google, look for Amazon warehouse, poor working conditions or, or do a search. You'll see they're all over the place. This, there's no question is uh, really a response to that. And they're trying to play the human troll farm, I guess you could say, internal troll farm, to be able to try to combat this. It's it's 
bullshit. It's all it's the same regurgitating stuff from the from different people. I'd love to see how they're like logistically doing this. Like, are they emailing folks and saying copy and paste, you know, one of the following and tweet it out? Are they are they taking the accounts from the the employees? Are they setting them up for the employees and then controlling them? Like, uh, this is really intriguing to me. Yeah. Are they plug plugging them into something like a tweet deck and they have all these all these tweets already ready to fire out? I don't know, but it, the tweets are way too similar. Mm-hmm. Not to not to say that they aren't. I mean, they they aren't just pushing out standardized bullshit. Yeah, there's no doubt this is... So if you want... Let me... Can I read one of the tweets? Yeah. So, okay. Hello! Exclamation point, which is always sort of a giveaway. Uh, I work in an Amazon FC and wash at WA, and our wages and benefits are very good. Amazon pays FC employees roughly 30% more than traditional retail stores and offers full medical benefits from day one. Working conditions are very good. Clean slash well lit. Safety is a top priority at my facility. Like, number one, no one actually tweets like that. Um, And uh, it just reeks of corporate manipulation. And the good news is the Internet will uncover this stuff. It will, like, call you out on it and you'll get in trouble just like Amazon is. And uh, so, yeah, don't don't mess with the brand because if it's fabricated, people will notice. The problem is now they're going to get smarter. They're going to chunk this up and make it more kind of personalized and continue to do the same trolling bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll AI it. They'll make scripts yeah. automatically mm-hmm. that sound like humans. They'll, they'll partner with Google Duplex to tweet actual sounding people <laughs> tweets to mass produce these things. And someone will, some vendor will make this a product and sell it to companies to make zombie tweets of employees tweeting out about how great it is to work at the company. Okay. This will be a thing. I'm done. (laughs) We out? We out. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because, well, I'm extra. For more, visit chatcheese.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.